Aloha, everyone, and happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, indeed. Uh, got a few format changes coming over the next few weeks. Uh, Sarah is out on the road, so she's kind of going to get her own like segment at the end, and I get a little more time rocking out and talking about the politics, and we're going to start fitting in our special guests uh, a little differently as uh, the new talk story guests come on and the election season stuff happens. So, uh, yeah, just excited for all the amazing changes and can't wait to make formal announcements on some of our summer plans coming up. And speaking of announcements, the Maui County Department of Water Supply announces the publication of the 2022 Water Quality Report for results of testing compiled from January to December of 2021. This annual report provides information about water quality and how Maui County's water compares with established federal and state drinking water standards and provides details about the source and quality of the drinking water in 2021. In an effort to be more environmentally responsible and cut down on costs, the department no longer prints these reports. Now they are available at MauiWater.org slash Water Quality Report, featuring a dozen reports for Maui County water systems on Maui and Molokai. For information, contact Department of Water Supply Administrative Officer Adam Mundy at 808-270-8. 046 or send an email to adam.mundy at co.maui.hi.us. Links available in the show notes. Also, Maui County Office on Aging invites residents 18 and older to offer input on future programs and services for older adults, seniors, persons with disabilities, and caregivers by completing a statewide community needs assessment by August 31st. 2022. Data collected from the surveys will help identify funding priorities for programs and services. The input received through these surveys will guide the development of statewide plans as well as the Maui County's area plan on aging that covers the federal funding period of October 1st, 2023 to September 30th, 2027. Community members can complete the anonymous survey online or on paper. Responses to all the surveys are strictly confidential and voluntary. Each survey takes approximately 10 minutes to complete. For more information about the survey or to request a printed copy of the survey, contact Program and Planning Specialist James Mariano at 808-270-7349 or via email at james.mariano at co.maui.hi.us. Uh, links to both of those surveys for aging in Hawaii and uh, the survey for caregivers will be available in the show notes. Last announcement, the Alzheimer's Association of Hawaii Spelling Bee Competitions for Kapuna. This competition will take place on Oahu, Maui, Kauai, and a virtual event will happen as well. To register, visit kapunaspellingbee.com. Registration deadline is July 5th. Cost to participate is a $10 donation to the Alzheimer's Association. All Hawaii residents ages 60 years and above are eligible to participate. Uh, Right, moving along to local news, Mokalili Airlines is out to upgrade inter-island travel with 12 passenger electric sea gliders. 
Mokuleli and its partners are to conduct a study to get the all-electric fleet off the ground by 2025. The sea gliders will be low-flying planes and can also take off from the water, which I think is kind of cool because, like, this is this is putting it into something that's that's affordable uh, while realizable. You know, I don't think that the cost of these is going to be too too high. I mean, I think that the 12 is just the right size for Inter Island. You know, especially for a local brand. Um, I just hope this doesn't go the way of the Dodo like the boats did. But I also think that, like, the boats were bound to lose out eventually because, like, the it just, gas, you know, gas cost and environmental impact. But, I mean, if they can really make electric sea gliders happen, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've stand a chance to really cut down inter-island travel which is cool for business because think about how many people actually commute island to island in order to make a buck these days so uh for those of you uh you know jet zettas i guess this is a this is a really good upgrade not too bad uh plus it's mokulali so they're cool let's do it do it do it uh yeah so uh, we'll see how these planes come out. More to report on them in the future. But in the meantime, uh, Governor David E. Gay signed bills into law that will boost the minimum wage to $18 by 2028 and expand tax refunds. Um, Act 114 increases the minimum wage from $10.10 per hour to $12 an hour starting October 1st. The minimum wage will then rise by $2 increments according to the following schedule. $14 January 2024, $16 January 2026, and $18 January 2028. Too bad for the governor that, uh, you know, the cost of living is like $20 an hour. So, I mean, it's it's cute that they're making an effort. But, uh, folks, if you do your math on inflation um, by 2028, we'll either be A, living underwater, or B, living under the crushing cost of living economy that, uh, yeah, will put California and New York to shame. So, I mean, unless the housing market can cool... And unless the supply chain can uh, increase locally, and I mean, I think that that's where a lot of it actually sits. I mean, these aren't terrible numbers to be offering someone on an hourly wage in this day and age. But the problem being is that the economy in Hawaii doesn't really accommodate for this. So, I mean, we, we kind of have a huge issue here. Like the, the government is aware that a minimum wage needs to go up. Local businesses are kind of more aware of what the real cost of living is because at least they're willing to have that conversation in public with their employees because they love them enough to do that. But sadly, I mean, corporations, I mean, how many people working at the Wally World are, you know, not going to be able to keep up? How much longer are we going to have to pay corporate welfare? And I mean, and that's what this really comes down to. If, if the minimum wage doesn't rise to meet the actual cost of living in a market, our taxes are going to constantly be bailing out large corporations instead of fortifying small businesses and, uh, supporting local infrastructure. All of our, all of our tax money is just going to be running away.
run away to somewhere else and i i think it, yes we could we could really stand to be fixing the housing market right now which would help with that which i think that's a deeper conversation to have like i mean there's just so many facets of this we've got a lot of moving parts that cause this to happen so like let us not look a gift horse in the mouth because the earned income tax credit will be uh permanent and refundable so you know working families will have fewer taxes okay so but again still you know the cost of living is about what 1930 well that was the last time i i checked that number was a little over a year ago before the gas problem and so now i'm sure with the gas problem i mean we'll come up with a more relevant number in the coming weeks but i mean we're easily staring at an inflation period that's gonna keep the cost of living above 20 dollars an hour so folks uh unless you know you're a dual income household making $18 or more because again just because you'd have two $10 uh, an hour people doesn't mean you're making $20 an hour because you're uh, paying uh, separate taxes so really you're each making about you know so I mean if you're lucky enough to be a dual income household with no kids you know living that dink dream then maybe just maybe you could survive off of $18 an hour right now but come 2028 um especially with the current inflation period i mean dude the other way the fed's gonna push everything up right now you know and then coming out of coming out of a wartime economy which i mean we're gonna drag through it ukraine's the new iraq the new desert storm the new i mean we it was bound to happen eventually and this is what we're gonna get with war machine democrats in office so this is you know <laughs> what do we want folks our personal freedoms or uh peace because we can't have either at the same time apparently but um how do we escape from this i mean start growing food i mean that's that's got to be the best thing that i can suggest to anybody right now and i mean and i don't mean this in a I don't mean this in an apocalypse sort of way. I mean this in a you should just start growing food right now sort of way. Like I don't think many people are aware of how unequipped uh, Hawaii is in general for supplying its own food chain right now. Uh, and if it was supplying its own food chain, you'd see a lot of costs go down. You guys want to see a change in, in an economy? You want to drive an economy down? Start growing your own food. That's really what you need to do. Okay, you, you like, I, I saw some people talking about wanting to, uh, you know, boycott gas usage, but realistically, come on kids, boycotting gas for one day and maybe your town isn't going to change the petrol industry, especially the fact that most of its money is made from cosmetics. So if you really, 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 really cared about the environment, you'd stop buying most cosmetics because those fuel the gas industry because uh, that's where a lot of all your unrefined petroleum goes. And, uh, you know, so all that lovely stuff that you put on your face, 
that is highly unregulated, that has, uh, you know, tons of carcinogens and chemicals, and half the ones that even say that they're eco-friendly or safe are not, because they have a lot of nice vague area laws that allow them to call one thing one thing now, and then not mean the other thing anymore, which then sadly means that uh, they are legally allowed to tell you that you're putting poison on your face, and it's not poison, even though it is poison so catch 22 kids so if you really wanted to upset the order start growing food which will lead us to uh some interesting and exciting special guests over the next well few years actually because i mean growing takes time so we're going to be checking in regularly with some new special guests after this summer and we will be talking about how you can be sustainable at home how you can be not only providing food for yourself and your own community but how you can then help the economy just by growing your own trees by providing your own crop to your neighborhood and to Hawaii. Uh, more on that in time to come and more after this little ditty from Newsly. fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. January 6th testimonies continue and things don't look good for Trump's big lie as countless members of staff and closest conspirators are testifying that election fraud claims were generated by the president himself as a way to confuse his voters into thinking he'd still won. Ronna McDaniel, head of the Republican National Committee, told investigators that it was the former president who initiated a call asking the RNC to help with the fake elector scheme. Arizona House Speaker Rusty Bowers was asked by Giuliani and Trump to replace electors. Bowers said Trump and Giuliani phoned him directly after the election with wild and absence with wild and unsubstantiated claims of election fraud. Giuliani said to have evidence of the fraud, but never provided it, later acknowledged that there was no evidence, only theories. Um, and that's, that's just an ounce of what's coming out of the January 6th commission right now. Uh, 
uh, folks should really be taking the time to be aware of this. Um, a lot of, a lot of graphic content that I really wouldn't want to spend time talking about it on air, but you can see directly from the horse's mouth. And so I think that's the biggest part about this commission is you need to see who's showing up at these things and who's reporting from these things and uh, who's participating in this because this is a very eye-opening experience especially for uh, the last remaining hangers on to the trump contingent of the republican party i mean the republican party's been moving on for quite some time since trump was i mean trump was reaching a failure period just halfway into his term uh, as president uh, and hopefully he doesn't come back for a second one personally. I, I mean, we've got uh, kind of an issue here with a lot of Republican hangers on still pushing the, the big lie, even though we've got day after day uh, just so many people coming forward uh, that are in the president's cabinet, were working for those working beneath the president, uh, there, you know, seems to be a whole hierarchy and a chain of command that as they're being called to testify on a witness stand, you know, and to tell the public the truth, you know, so there is, it's really drumming up to be obvious of what all of the machinations that were pointed to six years ago, uh, you know, for all of the Democrats and Republicans that did not like this guy from day one. Uh, it was interesting to see how an entire country was gaslit by a vocal minority, how an entire country was gaslit by a vocal minority that has only, you know, just recently started losing its grip of control, which yeah, is good to be finally happening, but it's still not happening at a fine enough pace. So for those of you out there running for office, please do your due diligence, you know, and especially, uh, you know, those who are allying outside of, uh, you know, uh, the community's needs. It's, it's not a very, uh, it's not going to be a very healthy midterm election. So, uh, folks, you really need to be uh, aware of what your candidates believe in and what your candidates are still pushing. Um, you know, it's, it's sad to see how a game of telephone lies turns into reality for some people. So, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is in the fact that, you know, for how much old news is still contaminating the air in Hawaii right now, feeding into an election arena that is catering to a notion that is all but dead back on Capitol Hill. So um, for everybody in grown-up land that has recognized that, uh, you know, the election wasn't stolen, that uh, Trump's own family has now even testified against him, Trump's closest cabinet members that he, you know, would totally, like, I think the only person who hasn't abandoned him at this point is Bannon, but, uh, you know, that's just because Bannon's been his bookie the whole damn time. So, you know, at, the, at this point, America really has to face, like, how long do they want to go on moving the goalpost? 
you know, especially since most of this goalpost making was from the QAnon side of things. So why is anybody still taking, uh, you know, cues from a man child who was playing around on a chance server as opposed to just paying attention to local events? You know, a lot of this, a lot of this could have been really avoided by people just paying more attention locally, paying attention to their, you know, their neighbors' wants and needs, uh, their community's wants and needs, their local government, their state government, their county government, all points in between. You know, we now sit at a time, especially with the Supreme Court, you know, uh, rulings recently. We now sit at a time where the, the biggest threat to ourselves is ourselves. It's our apathy. It's our want to put off things today, lest we think we can do them tomorrow, but never do because, you know, we become quite a take it for granted, uh, generation. And I don't say generation in the sense of an actual defined age gap. I feel that America, has a living generation that it sits in a time when every country does really. But, you know, I think that nowadays when I refer to the hive mind, it's the living generation of, uh, of Americans as they, they all sit and operate together. And I think that there's this continued apathy, which is now proven itself. I mean, it was one thing to see. Feminista gals on the quad in college screaming that the world was going to end in 2055. And now it's 2022 and they were right, but they were also off by like 15 years because it turns out like we could screw up the world faster. It turns out we could, you know, be fooled into things easier. It turns out we could eat a pile of lies and then go mad with revenge on something that never existed. So um, I, I think, you know, Hawaii really needs to get its head straight right now. We sit at a point in time that if we could get our head straight and take back our government, you know, play their game by their rules. But the best part is, is we don't all have to have the same agenda as the crazy old white dudes before us. So the best thing you can do is buckle in, pay attention. And when your community calls for Kakua, you answer. Uh, and with that being said, before I close out on this, uh, you can uh, learn more, read testimonies and watch unfiltered bias free coverage of the January 6th committee at january6th.house.gov. You can also follow it on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I will put all of those links in the show notes. But continuing the conversation, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court officially reversed Roe versus Wade uh, last Friday. Um, and uh, it is now declared that the constitutional right to abortion no longer exists. Uh, abortion rights will be taken away in half of America immediately with more restrictions coming. Abortion will soon be unavailable in most of the country. And this will now become a big item on local ballots as states will have to vote for bodily autonomy on their own. Uh, many employers are already beginning to offer travel accommodations and other abortion benefits to employees who reside in a non-abortion state. 
to allow them safe travel to a pro-abortion state. Um, this is, you know, for all of you dystopian novel readers out there, um, you know, uh, we all kind of agreed uh, this weekend that uh, that was like the step towards Gilead. I mean, I personally do not have uh, the uh, reproductive organs in question. I just have the lazy reproductive organs in question. So I feel that, uh, you know, as someone uh, lacking um, the ovaries to have this conversation, um, I feel that this is best left to the women in our community. But at the same time, as a man in our community that can really like be an ally, I will have to say that like this is this is not a good this, <laughs> this is not a good outcome. Like I don't think <coughs> like I don't think people understand the ramifications of what of what happens when the right to a safe abortion is taken out because like abortions have existed since like the pharaohs of old. Like you can look back on this historically, guys. Like whether an abortion needed to happen because it just needed to happen because you don't ask questions because, you know, a woman's body is a woman's body. Two, you know, it can happen because they have a complication, you know. You know how many people before the age of, like, modern medicine, like, just died because of preeclampsia? So, like, come on, bros. Like, there's just no, like, you don't really, like, for all of the guys, the old men out there making the decisions on this, because, quite frankly, I mean, I don't think there was a single, uh, you know, ovary in the room that had a uh, real say on what the matter was, uh, which I think is a crying shame, you know. And then in any case that there was a woman in representation, they were grossly outnumbered. Um the voting public agrees pretty across the board. I mean, it's even surprising that in quiet, most Republicans agree across the board that uh, access to safe abortion and the right to choose is part of your freedoms. You know, I mean, there is the greater question of are you killing someone? Are you like, look, guys, we're higher evolved beings. We, we had that quite, we had that that conversation about 30, 40 years ago when this really first came about. And, you know, the consensus on, you know, when life was, you know, made to be and conception and all of that, like that, that was hardly established. Um, and for any of you who've taken at least at minimum two years biology in high school and actually understood it, uh, you could gain to understand that, like, there, there's... There's a lot at play there in the human body, and there's a lot of space that should at least be given towards that singular human's body in respect to the decisions that they make. Um, since this is something that's going to be on the ballot state by state now, uh, we'll definitely be asking this of our uh candidates and these will have to be going in actually you know this is surprisingly going to be going into uh you know county level conversations now because this is going to have to be you know a bottom to the top on trying to get the state to you know to be safe well for all states to be safe i'm not just saying one in particular there are quite a few states that are going to uphold their access to abortion 
and I think that they will do. And, uh, you know, there's no shutting that down anytime soon. But I will say you need to be aware that we're going to see a uptick in all definitions of the term unwanted pregnancies. So, I mean, there, there is enough contraceptive education in neighborhoods with better access. But as we've learned across the Rust Belt in the United States and the uh, lesser invested uh, high school communities around America, that uh, hormones win out compared to uh, the education of Christ. Uh, keep your hands to yourself. You know, you can only play Georgia Satellites so many times to make kids understand, uh, you know, what could happen when you, get, when you don't wrap it before you tap it, kids? But uh, you need to be watching out. And you need to be aware of what's on the ballot this season, you know, more than ever. Uh, not just because of January 6th. Not just because of, uh, you know, the right to abortion being taken away nearly across more than half of America. But now that, uh, you know, the Supreme Court also held that Miranda violations are no longer a basis to bring a claim to sue the government for civil rights violations, where this has always been more of a technical loophole to uphold bad cops and uh, crony uh, mayors and bad systems. Um, this has been exploited by a criminal so that's the the the, i think that the one thing that needs to be brought into conversation with this that this is a bad thing that this happened but how this became case and held in case is is the real problem because a suspect who was very obviously a suspect took it to court managed to get it to supreme court and then relayed that they they had the right to sue because they weren't properly Mirandized. And so, you know, looking at the case, it's like the guy willingly told them that he did it. Um, there wasn't really any space for like duress since how it was an on-site thing. So we kind of just like haphazardly went, yeah, I'd done it, officer. So um, I I don't think that you know there's really any space for protecting a scumbag but then he turns around and makes things worse for the better people of the world so be aware now that uh your your right to use a unmirandized situation as a civil waiver or right to arbitrate your scenario with police is now kind of non-existent so um can't really blame a police state Supreme Court. That was kind of how the last president designed it uh, in his selections. So really, you can only blame the sleazeball who made it precedence in court. And with that being said, I could use a break. And how about you? So here's a little PSA. And then we'll come back with an awesome little uh, catch up with Sarah on the road. Talk a little pop culture and send you off for this lovely Sunday. Get help. It's never your fault.
It doesn't matter what you were wearing, what you were drinking, or what you agreed to in the past. Sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Remember, it's not your fault. All right, and we're back, and we got an update with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, happy Sunday. How's it going? Happy Sunday. It's going good. I've been pretty busy. I've been traveling, unexpected, or I guess you could say extended travel. I'm out in the Midwest and now uh, in Michigan, hanging out in Michigan with some family. I got signed to an agency a week ago, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, shout out to Alexander X. But yeah, so so that's what I've been up to lately. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to go back to Maui. Um, we've got the summer and my daughter doesn't have school, obviously. So I'm just kind of putzing around. It's funny, though, because I came here right at the perfect time. Um, I did the Hawaii Visitors Bureau like visitors videos, you know, so if you're traveling to Hawaii, you can see the videos like it's basically, um, yeah, traveling, traveling to Hawaii videos and how to be respectful to the land. Have you seen those videos yet? I've seen those videos. They did a really good job, right? The like Maui Visitors Bureau. I liked it. Go, Ma- go Maui. But um, they were good. Yeah, and so I came here just in time to book like the uh, Michigan version of the uh visitors you know like advertising so yeah i thought that was kind of cool so that's what i'm up to how about you what's new with you i'm digging it uh just uh making preparations for uh causing trouble over the next couple weeks on an island and then uh fingers crossed uh you know Fight of my life with Flat Earth Dave. Oh my gosh, when is that? Uh, that's uh, that's we're two weeks out now. Whoa, we're two weeks out. The anticipation has been brewing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So he's still confirming. He's still like oh, he's yeah. still on. He, he had he had like a scheduling service and everything. Oh, he sounds pretty official then, huh? Yeah, no, he's made a lot of appearances. He's, uh, but I, I've noticed that his predominantly his appearances are on places that are pro flat earther. So, like, he's he's in an echo chamber. So, uh, so with that being said, I'm gonna take it uh, very lightly on how to talk to him. Uh, there, we've we have received some fan mail, which I will read to uh flat earth dave uh someone sent a meme of a poem that needs to be read to him about uh women who uh who deal with men who think of silly things like that so yeah i gotta hear this (laughs) so that that was great so there's there's ode to flat earth dave and uh yeah so I, i i think with uh with everything else in the world that's that's going on, uh, that is the the dumpster fire that is the news. It's uh, it's actually been uh, 
Uh, just a breath of fresh air, getting ready for the big Comic Con, and then also, uh, you know, just trying to take some time to myself before I leave my my cave for the summer, because I feel that like once once I get out, I'm not going back for a while. So. Yeah, what's a while you think? Like. Mm, probably at least like five months straight. Wow! Oh my gosh, that's. Think of think of how much work can get done. It's gonna be so great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I don't know. With that being said, uh, you've been uh, you've been doing anything else while you're out there? How's life with the fam? Life with the fam is good. Um, came back and helped. Um, I'm helping kind of like revamp, do some home projects. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been fun and also work. <laughs> but isn't that kind of like how it typically is? Like going back to like parents' house, you know? Like there's always like something you're like, oh shit, I think my parents need help with, you know, getting this down the stairs or you know getting rid of some boxes or cleaning out like the attics and you know stuff like that has hometown famous kicked in yet uh no you know i really haven't done anything you know like i've kind of just been home um i haven't really seen too many friends just a couple because i've just been kind of just getting settled in and yeah just been kind of tired too like just been working a lot so just been taking advantage of the downtime too, you know? Mm-hmm. Watching anything good in the downtime? I just started watching Chicago Med because my agency is stationed in Chicago. So predominantly I'll be, you know, submitted for Chicago projects. So I just started doing some like research, you know, on all of the shows happening in Chicago. So hopefully if I get an audition, I'll have a feel of, you know, how to play a character if I get one. You got to get on Chicago PD so that way you can get them crossover episodes onto Law & Order. Oh, my God. Yes. You're so right. I need Chicago to watch PD, that one, too. Yeah. Chicago PD is, where, is it at, where it's at because that's the one that crosses over the most. That one's been on for a while, too, right? Yes. Yes. It kind of, Well, it filled the void after we lost, like, the other three Law & Orders for a while. Because, like, regular Law & Order left the air, and then Criminal Intent left the air, and then they had all these all these tertiary spinoffs, you know, so that there was, like, a Court Reporter one, and then there was an L.A. one, and they just, they never made it past, like, six episodes, or even a season, for that matter. And then the Chicago Med and PD series came in, and it kind of kind of reignited the whole want for cop dramas and then we got more law and order because of it yeah i mean i like them i'm about three four episodes in right now and i'm definitely enjoying it i'm like yeah okay i'm getting a good feel of the show crossing my fingers for an audition we'll see right we'll see dig it watching anything else Mm, trying to think no not really just been on the go so much like I was in Chicago for a bit um, after, you know, California, now Michigan. So I haven't really been, yeah, able to catch up on on anything. What about you? Uh, You know, um, tried to fit in some time for for some other stuff this week. But I really just, I mean, I've been 
Slam trying to get this, uh, get all these um, submissions edited from the candidates because now I have, I now have a pile of all of these uh, written responses to all these emails. So the fun day, the fun days are over probably until like summer hits. So. Damn. Wait, so how many candidates have you done so far then? Where are you at now? I'm at 43 candidates fully interviewed. I have all 43 of them have now as of actually now as of this airing, everybody's been sent the email. Um, And so some have already been sent the email and some are responding back. So now I have to copy edit all of these articles that I've kind of rope and doped myself into. So now I have approximately at least the 43 will, although I do know of about six other candidates that will be uh, coming on the air and then um, filling out the questionnaire as well, because I'm now I'm kind of at the point of where I have to expedite certain people. So kind of modified how the interviews are going to go. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get like more than another 15 to 25 minutes on air with these folks, just because I, I was kind of thinking of doing like an hour extended talk, but now at this point it kind of makes more sense to just do a, a questionnaire and then just a follow-up talk story. And so I, I think it's going to do well. And I think just because the, the way that the listenership is responding, it's, it's probably going to pick on a lot easier than, uh, than a longer, uh, episode with a politician. Yeah. Wow, dude, 43. That's insane. And then you're going to circle back around too, right? And do like second interviews. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm circling back around and I'm trying to get anybody else who hasn't like, I'm, I now have to like, I was able to email everybody, but now I have to go through and call everybody. So now it's call them directly or call their secretary, whichever number that they put on file with the board of elections. Right. Yeah. So now I have to one at a time call during business hours, over 300 people and see if they'll say yes or no. At least, at least if, if I get a no, then at least it confirmed that I made the effort. This has turned into a full-time job, huh? Yes, yes. This is full-time. Like, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, how are you fitting all of this in them? It's like, you, that's all, this is all you're doing right now, huh? It's like you're focusing on, like, boom. It's pre- Yeah, it's pretty much been the the election and then, yeah. and then budgets on the slate. So, I mean, yeah. it's because, I mean, at least most of the stuff that I did on the slate, I did before most of the team got together. Yeah, yeah, most of that's already done. Now it's just in a different phase yeah kind of in the hurry up and wait phase with that you know isn't it always up in the hurry up and wait (laughs) you know what i'm i kind of you know i grew up in a in a marine corps household so it was hurry up and wait for everything is much better than uh, late to the party and and a loser absolutely you know uh, so i think uh, in that aspect you know we kind of get to twiddle our thumbs while we enjoy our summers and then know that like there's something waiting at home for us which is really good so I like the way you put that. Yep, 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 yep. There's like yep. a light at the end of that tunnel. We're going to get there. Yep. We're I chilling. We're chilling until we get there. I okay. Think it's going to be a super adventurous summer for all, all points around. And, you know, and then everything that comes out of it is going to be exactly what we needed. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it that we're all just kind of focusing on different things at the moment, too. Kind of like we all kind of have our specific baby. 
you know, like our our slate baby. And we're all kind of like focusing a little bit on it, you know, and I think like in the long run, that's going to be so good in a couple months where it's like, look what I've done to the baby and look what I've done to the baby. And I've made the baby grow this way. Like, it'll be great. And then the baby's got one janky left leg because we all looked the other way for 10 seconds. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. Who do we give now we need a wheelchair. Now we need a wheelchair. Now we need a wheelchair. Have to sponge bath the baby until the leg is fixed. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, then in that case, what have you to say to our wonderful listeners, Sarah? Guys, thanks again for tuning in and... Yeah, we'll see what the next adventure holds for all of us right now. Cause yeah, it's and been crazy. Yeah, you'll kind of like be our uncle traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock now on the road. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but whoa, what a, what a title. What? You need to watch some Fraggle Rock and then, yeah, or at least just go on YouTube and look up uncle traveling Matt. Cause like now that you're like, you're like actor on the road. Like, I, I think at this point, this is our excuse to, to, to have, like, a specialty segment from Sarah as she checks in. So. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Well, yeah, it's great because, I mean, I'm stationed in Chicago, but they're submitting me in New York, Atlanta, you know, California, all over the place. Nice. So we'll see where this takes me. Awesome. I'm so excited for mm-hmm. you. Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited too. It's good. It'll be good for everything. It'll be good for Manavacal too, you know? Yo, it, need, it needs to be good for you first, girlfriend. Always. And it will, and it will, and then it's going to be good for everybody around me. And that's just how it goes for all of us, right? Buy it on. Mm hmm. And that's how it shall be. And, and on and on and on. On and on and on. And uh, we shall keep going on this Sunday. And thank y'all for listening today. It has been a fantastic Sunday. Though long or short as that may have been in some places, but still a good day. So thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Aloha. Rabbit Holes is a Manavacal production. This episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.